0: I would always highly encourage people to do what I did and what thousands and probably millions of students have done over the last uh, several years, which is go another country, go to school, go study, maybe work in another country because the experience that you get is huge.
1: This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graff, and I'm here with my co-host Lloyd Graff. Today's guest is Armand Barniels. Armand came to the U.S. from Spain to study engineering. By age 26, Armand had become plant manager of a machining company in Houston, Texas, which was a division of Ventura Precision Components, a Spanish company based in Barcelona. including Index, Schütte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.grafpinkert.com. That's www.g-r-a-f-f. P i n k e r t dot com. Welcome to the podcast, Armand. Thank you. We've been working with Armand recently with Graf Pinkert because we we have a relationship with Biventura, a company in Barcelona specializing in uh, screw machines. So it's really good to get to interview you. Um, when I visited, you filled me in a lot about before you came to work with Biventura. Uh, first, though, why don't you tell everybody what you do? What is your title with Biventura? Where are you located?
0: Yeah. Um, so I am the plant manager uh, of the U.S. Uh, plant of uh, Biventura. Uh, Biventura is a global uh, supplier uh, tier two supplier in the auto industry. And uh, we supply precision uh, component parts, uh, especially aluminum. Um, And we are headquartered in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, And we have two more plants, uh, one in uh, China, in Shuzu, and uh, one in Houston, Texas, where uh, that's where I'm located. And that's where I'm the plant manager of.
1: So I just want to start from the beginning. When you were growing up, in, you're from Barcelona, yeah? Correct. And when you were growing up in Barcelona, did you think that you wanted to do something in machining, something technical? What what led you to this point? What was the, the beginning?
0: Uh, I've always been very interested in all the technical engineering, uh, the math. That's, that has always been uh, my passion, and that's always been the thing that I've I knew that I wanted to work on, uh, not necessarily specifically machining, but uh, where I'm from, I'm not originally from Barcelona City, I'm from the surrounding area of Barcelona, which is a very industrial area where Viventura is from and where there's a lot of companies, um, auto uh, suppliers, uh, auto parts suppliers, and uh, I've always been very familiar with uh, the industrial world. an industrial environment and a technical environment so I always knew that that's where I wanted to work that's why I got my uh, bachelor's degree in industrial engineering in, uh, in uh, Barcelona and uh, right after that I uh, came to the. US to Chicago to the Illinois Institute of Technology to get my master's degree in, in industrial operations and supply chain
1: Tell me about the uh, what what is the Spanish education like? Um, in Barcelona in particular
0: there is a big contrast in the Spanish I would say European uh, education as far as uh, technical um, degrees versus the the American one I'm, I'm going to say the Spanish one because I don't want to um, say the European and then someone from Germany or from Italy says no uh, that's wrong the Spanish engineering schools are very much focused on Uh, the theory on the math, on the physics which is great but the focus on the professional life, on the application of the engineering in a company environment, and an industrial environment it's very much an existent that's where it was when I was in school I think it has improved uh, lately but it's still far behind from what it is in the U.S., which is uh, you always have an idea of uh, something that's very basic, which is when you're in an engineering school, you must know what an engineer does, Um, not just solving mathematical equations.
1: You told me before, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that the classes were harder in Spain. What does that mean? They were more difficult. What does that mean?
0: Uh, it means that what you'll find in the exam versus what happened in class it's two different worlds um, they just give you very minimal tools and uh, the exam is just uh, a huge battle that you need to find your own uh, ways to solve each of the problems uh, sometimes it's even hard to understand what the problem is sometimes you read the, uh, the exam and you're wondering if you're in the right class or not <laughs> whereas My experience, at least my personal experience in a grad school in the U.S., it's much more like if you've attended all the classes, if you've taken your notes, if you've been paying attention, you go to the exam and unless something goes very wrong or the professor uh, didn't have a good day, you will pass and you will do good.
2: For people who want to work after they get out of college in Spain, is it a shock to go into uh, a manufacturing company uh, and learn what actual
0: people are doing to produce actual stuff? Uh, it's a it's a huge challenge because, as I said, it's most of the people that are in an engineering uh, school, unless it's a very specific engineering degree, uh, the industrial engineering one, it's not very specific, it takes years to realize what can you do as an industrial engineer or uh, what are you good at? Um, so just to think in a manufacturing environment, what are your capabilities as a professional or as an engineer? It's very difficult um, with the Spanish uh, approach in the education. Whereas here, you pretty much knew um, with uh, within a few months. Okay, this is what I'm what I can do. This is what I'm good at. This is what I should focus on, and you have a better understanding of what the real life uh, or the business life is uh, after school.
2: Do they have any uh, uh, periods uh, where you can go into uh, companies in Spain and see what they're doing?
0: Yeah, but unfortunately, I mean, again, I don't know exactly how it is right now, uh, but uh, when I was in school, it was late. It was maybe the last year. Uh, unless you were involved in any uh, in some organizations that uh, were more um, had a closer relationship with companies as a general student until the very last year you were not involved with companies at all
1: and you were but when you were in the United States uh, you were doing that
0: yeah absolutely i was uh, in going to networking events uh, i was joining organizations i was trying to be active because You understand the value of that. Uh, I think it's a great contrast because I always say that um, with the Spanish education system, what I learn uh, in my professional life is to find solutions. If I'm capable of finding certain solutions in certain uh, circumstances, especially tough ones, and work under pressure, it's because of the Spanish education. Interesting. So they they taught you more problem-solving? Yeah, th- I mean that's that's all you have to do, regardless of uh, whether it's a chemical course, it's a, a mechanical course, it's a, um, a programming one. It, it doesn't matter. It's all yourself in front of a test, fighting to find uh, solutions that you need to come up with.
1: So it's beyond memorization. They they are they are giving you
0: problem solving uh, exercises, but you're lacking the, the comprehensive part of the education. Which is what I think the U.S. system is much stronger than that.
2: Do do many uh, European students come to the U.S. for graduate school?
1: Yeah, tell tell about how you got here because it's it's not always easy to get here.
0: Yeah, um, I got here because my home school had a partnership with the IIT, and that made things easier because it's basically the, the main reason why there is not that many European students in the U.S. I believe, at least from my personal experience, is that there is some difficulties as far as uh, translating the grades. Mm. In Spain, for example, our grades are from 0 to 10, where a 5, it's a pass. And due to how hard the exams are and due to the importance of the grade of the exam, uh, the final grade, most of the people are in between the 5 to six and a half out of ten uh, grade, which if you convert to a GPA, it's a quite low GPA. Uh, and when it's time to apply to a grad school, uh, they look at the GPA first, obviously.
1: What was yours when you were in in uh, Spain, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Uh, it was out of ten. It was around seven out of ten. Okay, so it sounds like you were
1: in the, you know, the the higher Echelon.
0: Yeah, I wasn't in the top five percent, or but uh, or the top ten percent, but I was probably in the top twenty-five uh, percent.
2: Arman, you're about pretty young now. You're only twenty-seven. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: so you went almost uh, immediately out of uh, IIT into. Uh, uh, a position where you had quite a bit of responsibility,
1: didn't you? you? Yeah. How did that How did that go down?
0: Uh, I think that uh, well, f- first of all, I, I graduated in IIT, and um, because I knew that an American company would not necessarily see my potential as an industrial engineer, because the concept of an industrial engineer it's or industrial engineering, sorry, it's a little different uh, in Europe and in the U.S. So I knew that I would have higher chances to find a job with a Spanish company. So um, I started looking for Spanish companies uh, that were in the auto industry and I came up with uh, Biventura, which I already knew them. Um, I had some uh, friends and colleagues from school that worked uh, in Barcelona with them. But that's the main reason why I I connected with them. and also because I wanted to uh, live in a warmer uh, climate than, than Chicago. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's a great city, but the winter was too rough for me. Um, so I guess that they saw my potential fairly uh, quickly when giving me responsibilities, because not because of uh, something uh, uh, that I have that uh, that it's not because of a special talent. But I think that the potential on giving me responsibilities, they saw it because just because of the fact of leaving your own country when you are in your early 20s, leaving everything behind, going to not a new country down the street, but crossing the ocean, going to a school in the other country, finding your way, uh, uh, finding your apartment, finding a job, Doing everything, all those little things—that does demonstrate something, yeah. Exactly, it it uh, makes you grow very, very, very quickly, and makes you capable of accepting responsibilities in a very early uh, age. Uh, from here, I don't know if I, someone that will be listening to us, it's debating whether to study abroad or not. I would always highly encourage to people to do what I did, and where thousands and probably millions of students have done over the last uh, several years which is go another country go to school go study maybe work in another country because the experience they get is huge is that uncommon in spain it's very common for my generation i was in school when the big financial crisis hit so we were a generation that we knew that having a bachelor's degree or a master's degree was not a guarantee of anything.
1: Right. What was the, for, for the people that don't know, what was the percentage of men uh, unemployed in Spain? It's incredible. Maybe even still now.
0: Yeah. It, it, right now, I think it's around 14%. Uh, it's pretty high, but it, it was, back then, it was uh, above 20%. But the young unemployment was at 50%. So
1: f- 50% of men under 30 or something w- were unemployed?
0: Yeah, and the the rate of um, uh, college education, it's very high. So we're talking about the majority of the 50% of the people that were unemployed um, had uh, more than a high school diploma. They went to college and had degrees, and they still couldn't find a job um so my generation was a very special generation because i have a lot of friends that are living all around the world because we knew that we had to find our way to find our jobs and to survive and to uh grow uh professionally and personally
1: do you feel like that's caused uh, a drain of uh you know some of the brightest young people in Spain or, or is it still just yeah. a very small population
0: no no absolutely I don't include myself in the, in the <laughs> but I but I, I definitely think that uh, there is a uh, a lot of talent left uh, because of that because of the lack of opportunities
2: so you ended up in in Houston and uh, the experience was uh, not all a uh, happy, as I gather.
1: Well, well, Uh, first, but first you went to Houston, and then how did it, what was the evolution of your job in Houston?
0: So, I started as a a project engineer, but uh, due to the size of the company, soon after I started... uh, How many people were at the company? Back then, I think we were uh, 10 people. 10 people, and how many machines did you have? We had... Working two, well, sorry, we're less than ten people. We're we're probably eight people, and two multi spindle working. The indexes. Yeah, the indexes. We had the Nakamura as well, but it wasn't working back then. So soon after I joined the company, um, my former, my old boss um, saw that uh, I had to do something else other than uh, being project engineer because. There was a lot of things that needed to be done. Uh, he saw that I could do them. So he started. I started also getting the role of quality engineer. Mm-hmm. And soon after joining the company, I was certified as an uh, ISO 9001 auditor, uh, and I was handling all the project engineering side and the quality engineering side, all the spectrum, from the, as far as the quality, from the quality of the plan, Helping uh, with the metrology, helping uh, measure the parts, uh, helping with the tolerances, um, to the quality with the suppliers, auditing suppliers, quality with customers, PPAPs, uh, control plans, SPCs, and even doing uh, leading uh, audits, the certification audits with uh, the ISO, the old uh, TS uh, 6949. Um, and also from the project engineer, all the relationship with the customers, uh, APQP, designing the manufacturing processes. Uh, wow, <laughs> it was it was a lot, a it lot of also, hats. It was a lot of a lot of hats, but that that was also a good opportunity for me to learn a lot in a very short period of time, um, because uh, less than two years after joining the company, who was my boss, uh, changed uh, to another company. So, the owner, the CEO, Mr. Ventura, saw all the experience that I got in a very short period of time and saw my capacity to uh, accept responsibilities. So, despite my young age, um, he saw that uh, I was capable of uh, taking the role of being a plant manager of uh, the company here in Houston. Wow. And uh, how,
1: how do you like United States versus Europe living here?
0: I mean, I think that... Uh, it's a very complex question to just say I like it more or like it less. Uh, the US it's a great country for many many reasons and uh, Europe has a lot of great things and it's great for many many reasons and it's it's home for me, it uh, will always be home, uh, regardless of where I live. Um, but I think that professionally, for a young professional uh, like me, having experience in the u.s is priceless for many reasons
1: do you think there's less bureaucracy in the united states
0: or or absolutely and it's something that uh, i really think that it would have it wouldn't have been possible in europe Uh, it's the fact of being at such a young age the manager of an operation even if it was a small or if it's a small operation you're still the manager of an operation. Never be judged by your age, even if uh, you're not a native English speaker. Uh, never judge by uh, where you come from. I think that's uh, fantastic, and that's this is the only country where uh, I would have had this opportunity. And uh, I was given this opportunity by someone that wasn't in the country, but thanks to the environment, the professional environment in the U.S., I was able to... Uh, stay in this position and uh soon it's going to be three years in this position
1: if you didn't work uh in houston
0: um where what are your
1: favorite places in the united states where would you consider
0: uh if it wasn't in houston it's hard to say because uh right now it's not only about me uh, it's also about uh my family that uh My wife and I are building here. So Uh, so you have an American wife. Yes, I'm married to uh, uh, a very happily married uh, to an American uh, uh, woman. And uh, we have a beautiful uh, baby uh, born here. So it's not as easy as uh, maybe if if it was only about uh, just myself, I would be willing to uh, jump into any adventure anywhere. Places that I would like to work or that I would see myself in the U.S. uh, I think we both are very outdoor people, so uh, Hmm. anywhere out west uh, would be would be great. Um, I would love Chicago, for example. So I think that's a great place. But I'm not a very huge fan of uh, tough. Uh, winters uh, and there is no mountains around. So um, and you've experienced it, so you you know. Yeah, I, I already know it, uh, and uh, I, I got my my share of uh, a Chicago winter already.
1: And you said that you told me before that
0: uh,
1: France screw machine land in France could be interesting. The the Savoie.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not extremely fluent in French, but. Uh, I, I love the machining industry. I love not only the auto industry, but the machining industry. And that's where everything uh, started, basically. Do you think you
2: would be accepted there uh, as a Spaniard?
0: That is a good question. Uh, my experience with French people has always been excellent interesting always excellent
1: no matter no matter where in the country because i feel like they're different different places oh
0: yeah 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 absolutely it's like uh it's not the same a uh, texan than a new yorker than a guy from chicago it's completely different that is true but uh at the same time i think that there is this stereotype of french people to be sometimes closed uh with themselves but i've never experienced that so i don't know i have I'm influenced by this stereotype and sometimes i'm I'm hesitant to uh, just think that oh yeah, things would be great if uh, I lived in France being Spanish, but in reality I've never experienced any issue with that uh, and I have fr- uh, friends French friends people from France from all over the place and uh, always uh, had a great relationship with them Well this
1: here's an it's sort of a related question I, one thing that surprised me a lot when I've been to Spain is the 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 divisions between uh, parts of the country. Um, you know, I was talking to you about, you know, perhaps going back to Spain, which you were open to as well. I said, well, you know, the other big part of machining in Spain, you have Catalonia and you also have uh, uh, Basque country. But... but you said
0: Basque country, You it doesn't appeal to you, correct? Well, it it's beautiful, the Basque country. It's a great region, um, great geography, great food. Uh, the weather is not as great, uh, but uh, people are great too. Uh, but it's very different. Um, yeah. Spain is a country where every region is very particular. Um, us, Catalans, are... Feel very unique, uh, n- not in a uh, better or worse way, but in a different way than from the rest of Spain. Do you feel a unity with the
1: other regions in Spain, or or do you feel like it's almost? I mean, I know particularly in in uh, Barcelona you have the the Independencias, and I mean, and I, I I'm assuming you're you're not that extreme, but do you feel? A connection with other parts of Spain, or do you feel pretty um, separate
0: from them? I think that there is there is a there is a connection, obviously, because uh, it's like um, we're all part of a big family. But there is certain people that just wanna handle their uh, resources by themselves because uh, they are part of that big family, but they have their own. Uh, things that make them different there is good and and nowadays uh, it's impossible to say I'm 100% Catalan or 100% Basque or 100% Spanish Like everybody has family that mm-hmm. uh, comes from all over the country um, in, in my case right now I'm um, starting a family uh, an international family so how is it going to be in uh, 50 years, it's going to be even more global so I think that it doesn't make sense, the the like the concept of border and the concept of uh, culture will uh, be a little bit different and more, uh, we'll have to adjust. But at the same time, I think it's fair that there's some people that think that, well, maybe we would be able to handle our resources out by ourselves better uh, with, and that doesn't mean that there is hate or that you think that you're better than your neighbors or anything like that.
1: Do you feel like Spain is getting more united or isolating themselves, the the different states, or maybe some of both?
0: My personal opinion, I think that uh, we're trending to a global world, but I think that mm, small states, it's what uh, it's more efficient. Um, I think it's easy; it would be easier to manage. Uh, a smaller country like uh, like the Catalonia for example it would be more efficient it would be easier to manage but the concept of a border between uh, like a physical border between Catalonia and the rest of Spain or Catalonia and France or Spain and France like it doesn't make sense because we're all Europeans we're all Mediterranean people we're all uh, part of a big family and a, a, a big uh, unity which is Europe uh, but at the same time, to be able to handle your own resources more independently, I think it's 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 what uh, how things will be in in several years.
2: Armand, we're seeing a lot of interest in investment by European companies mm. in the United States right now. I've never seen so much interest, particularly in smaller and medium-sized companies, uh, attempting to invest in uh, the manufacturing arena in the United States. What do you think has changed in that regard over the last 10 years? Uh,
0: I think that the U.S. is a very... I hope that doesn't change, but it's a much business-friendly place than Europe. The industry in the U.S. has been improving uh has been it's there's been an an evolution um in all the evolutions there is people that suffer more than others if if uh you're in a position that it's more difficult for you to adapt to the new uh changes it's harder but generally since it's a more business friendly environment changes are happen more rapidly and companies adjust more quickly and that's all also that's always a very attractive thing for investors and for foreign companies. When you see a country where um, you're not too concerned with uh, too much regulation or too much taxes or uh, you can move capital easier uh, but at the same time you have guarantees with the currency and guarantees that the government will not come and take uh, your, your property for whatever reason. That's also always a, a very good uh, incentive for foreign investment.
2: Do you think that uh, the bloom is off uh, the tremendous investment by American and European companies in China?
0: I think that it will start to change. Uh, I think that, um, I think probably it's still too early. Uh, to find wh- where the new China will be. Uh, I know that everybody is pointing at Africa, but I think it's still way early for that. But um, the same way that, uh, for example, the, the Catalan region a uh, century ago was one of the main manufacturing uh, areas for clothing in Europe. And nowadays, there's almost no clothing com- uh, factories there because they moved D- does it mean the uh investment that the economy that the companies just disappear no they just change now it's more of a more value-added uh, industries uh different companies um, um i think this will happen to china as well they will move from the low value added to more value added the same as in the u.s um you wanna be in a more competitive um, in a competitive uh, economy, and and you need to adapt quickly, and you need to be creative, and find where are the things that will add value to um, your investments, and uh, soon in China to uh, manufacture goods that don't have this value will not make sense anymore. But other things will happen, and uh, the question is where. All these things will be manufactured. If there is a need for people to manufacture them. Because if there is no need for people, they can be manufactured anywhere. I don't know if I answered your question.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I was just trying to absorb what you said. And uh, do you have any desire to go to China?
0: I've never been very uh, interested with the... uh, China or Asian culture, I know that it's extremely rich uh, culturally uh, Asia, especially all that region very rich historically culturally but I think that there's people that have been more interested on in that than, than, than I do, I've always been very attracted to the American culture, I've always been um, always watched the American uh, Hollywood movies and thinking, oh my god, like I want to be there one time. And first time that I came to this country, I was like, oh, everything looks like a movie, the cars and the and the, the restaurants and the coffees, the food, the people, like everything looks like a movie. Um, and it's different. Like there is people that see uh, certain cultures more interesting than others. And I know that uh, the Asian culture is, is, and the or the Chinese culture is extremely rich, but I've never been very interested with it. Uh, that's my own fault. So, no, I don't see myself in in, in Asia, so, probably.
2: Uh, where would you like to be in 10 years, in your career and physically?
0: Physically, I would like to be uh, at least the same or better. <laughs> um, I would like to be able to move and exercise uh, as much as I'm doing, and professionally, um, My desire would be to be working in the same position, but in a much larger company. Um, I would like, I love to manage an operation uh, because I love the relationship with the people. I love the decision making. I love to see the impact of my actions uh, in the company. Um, So, and I like to be an active part of the company in general. And I think that all this experience that I'm getting right now in a very early age will allow me in probably 10 or 15 years from now to be in a similar position but in a much larger operation or a much larger company. So that's what I think that I, I would like to be in uh, in the future. I don't know if I will. I don't know if uh, the potential companies uh, years from now will or my progression will keep going or, or not, but uh, that's definitely what I'm going to work for. After seeing
2: what you've seen with a small company that... Shut down. Do you have any desire to uh, go into business for yourself?
1: I mean, it's a it's a very large company, but it's just this, it's the, the small,
2: American small division shut down.
0: Yeah, uh, not in the machining industry. Uh, sorry, not a manufacturing uh, machining company. I s- maybe see myself. Uh, with my own company as a consult as a consulting company, uh, I think that um, there is a lot of room for uh, predictive maintenance uh, actions and uh, uh, and plans. I think that um, there's gonna be sometime soon the m- the more we automate our processes, the more crucial maintenance beco- uh, becomes. So I think, in the future, the large there's going to be a larger part of the company's budget that will be uh, allocated to maintenance and especially predictive maintenance action. So I think that in the future that's going to be something very interesting, and that's where I see myself from an entrepreneurial uh, point of view, but not uh, having my own machining company. Um, I would, if if I have to start my company, I would like to be in the uh, related to the industry because I I love it I think that uh, I know it and and I want to keep growing in it, but uh, I don't see myself being the owner of a product of a uh, manufacturing company.
1: Armand, uh, this has been a a great interview. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Thank you for the opportunity for speaking about my story. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, Thank you for being on the podcast. I'll talk to right. you soon.
2: All the best. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Thank you.
1: Hey, everybody. First, we just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. It boosts our egos, and of course, your ears are the reason we do this. But it would be great if you could subscribe and leave a review, as it'll help other people discover it. Talk to you soon.